When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a Thursday edition of the Orange Brown Talk podcast. Dan Lobby with Mary Kay Cabot and Ashley Bastock. A little quicker pod as usual here on Thursdays. We'll be back with our full preview pod on Friday. Let's get to it, Mary Kay. I guess we technically still don't know who, which team, which quarterback is going to start for either team. It is a, a complete mystery, starting with the Browns. Kevin Stefanski declining to name Joe Flacco his starter today. But that being said, we do kind of know who the Browns starting quarterback is going to be, right? Yeah, I think we know. I mean, I think more so than anything, this is a competitive advantage type of situation. You have to give the Jaguars something else to think about besides Joe Flacco, who is now only going to be starting his second game of the season. So uh, anything the Browns can do to get that slight little edge is what they need to do right now. And if you have to prepare for a classic drop back passer and then also a shifty smaller dual threat speedy quarterback then you know it just takes up some of your time and not only that it's a short week for them so they don't have extra time to be preparing and they have issues of their own over there they've got to get two different quarterbacks ready to play themselves so um, you know it just messes them up a little bit so it's just smart strategy on the part of Kevin Stefanski just to lay low on it right now. Ashley, did you think we were going to get an answer today or no? No, I've agreed with what Mary Kay's been saying about what I think the strategy is behind this, which is that, you know, maintaining some semblance of competitive advantage, right? And I think it's interesting, though, this week because, I'm sure we'll get into this, like we do have this going a little bit on both sides, right? Like the Jags haven't said anything definitive on Trevor Lawrence's status. He did talked to the media today and pictures we saw he did not have a walking boot on that injured ankle but I do think you look at the AFC you look at these two teams especially and how things have gone for each of them this season uh, it makes sense wanting to maintain some semblance of control Um, because especially from the Browns perspective right you look at the two different quarterbacks that are really a possibility in this game in theory if you are maintaining that competitive advantage and Dorian Thompson-Robinson and Joe Flacco are about as different as you can get from one another. And if the Browns refuse to name Joe Flacco as a starter and DTR is out there practicing, that at least makes Jacksonville have to, you know, account for him and his skill set, and that takes up some of their time. So I definitely, I would have been more shocked today if we hear an announcement. I don't think we are going to get that definitive who is starting announcement, quite honestly. 
Um, it just wouldn't surprise me if we don't we don't hear that from Kevin Stefanski at all this week. Yeah, well, we don't talk to Kevin at all on Thursdays. So the next time we hear from Kevin will be Friday. And I can tell you right now, Alex Van Pelt isn't going to sit up there and mm-hmm. spill the beans, at least not on purpose. Maybe he'll say something, but, um, you know, he's usually pretty good about, you know, I don't know if Kevin just reiterates it with all his guys or what, but he's usually pretty good about deferring to, to Kevin on, on all of this. I bet the discussion they're having, though, in Jacksonville, Mary Kay, is pretty simple. Like, do we really think this team would go back to Dorian Thompson-Robinson? Is that really a realistic option for them? So I'll just ask you that. Is that actually a realistic option for this team? Could Kevin shock us all on Friday and say, hey, Dorian's our starter. He's going to play on Sunday? Or, I mean, it's going to be Joe, right? It has to be Joe. There's no world where they can actually go back to Dorian at this point. That's that's true. They just can't do that right now. When you have a quarterback who has 181 games started and who almost, almost pulled off a victory in his very first game uh, with the Cleveland Browns when he you know didn't know any of his guys, didn't know the playbook, didn't know anything. Uh, you know that's something to to build on. They need stability at the position. And there's no way now that they can go back to Dorian. It's not going to happen. You know, I'm just not afraid to say that. I just feel so strongly that it's going to be Joe. It's got to be Joe. Here they are on Wednesday preparing uh, for the Jaguars, and Dorian is taking, you know, just the sparse second-team reps. I mean, if it was going to be Dorian, they would have him taking more reps than that. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be him. It's the right thing to do. But, you know, this is the game that we have to play. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And... Yeah, so, you know, life is a, a Browns reporter. Um, my my daughter, I had to take her to the orthodontist yesterday, and the orthodontist was talking to me about the quarterback situation, and he, he sort of said the same thing. He's, but he had said he heard on the radio, like, well, maybe they'd want to start Dorian just for developmental purposes, right? Because you're developing him. You want him to be your guy. And he's kind of like, that. you don't want to do that, right? You're trying to make the playoffs. And I said, no, of course, you're trying to make the playoffs. So, to me, Ashley, I can't find the argument outside of, well, you want to develop Dorian, but this is not development time. This is playoff race time. I I can't make the argument for why you would start him at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard. I think things would have to go, I think, really south with Joe Flacco in terms of maybe like turning the ball over. But even then, it's like you at least give him this start coming up to me. That is what makes most sense. He's the most tested. And I think, again, DTR, when we've seen him out there, now granted, things look better in the couple of recent starts we saw compared to that first Baltimore game when like he just could not move the ball down the field at all. I still think, though, that was kind of an issue. And, you know, we don't know what's going on for sure with Amari Cooper yet this week, but he's failed to really establish a connection with Amari. You know, Joe didn't look all that good with Amari out there either, to be fair. But I do think, you know, at least Joe Flacco got Elijah Moore going a little bit. You know, we've talked about the caveats with some of those numbers, but I thought that was the best individual game we'd gotten from Elijah. I think just that experience factor at this point in the season, when things are more stressful, when teams know you better, that's huge from him. So I agree. Like, it's it, this is not the time to throw a guy in there for the sake of development. <laughs> that can't be your number one goal. Okay, I'm going to put a ball on a tee here for you, Mary Kay. Mm-hmm. Is there still a role for Dorian Thompson-Robinson in this offense? Because, I mean, I remember P.J. Walker in Seattle. They gave Dorian that one random snap out of nowhere um, and, and ran like this little shovel pass with him. 
And we know that Joe doesn't move real well. We know Kevin has sort of spent some time exploring that quarterback run game, and they really did sort of use it against Denver, some designed runs for Dorian. I don't know. Is, is this is this your moment here to talk about getting multiple quarterbacks on the field? I feel like Dorian, if he is available, there's something for him to do in this game, even if it's a couple plays here and there. Well, you know how I feel about this issue, Dan, and our, and our listeners probably know how I feel about this too, that I've always thought that there were strategic times in football games where you can use a second quarterback in some ways, not not just in a wildcat fashion or anything like that, but uh, you know, in certain strategic places where you can change up the tempo, where you can change up the style, where you can throw something different at the opponent. I would do it in a heartbeat, but do you remember last year, I kept calling for that to happen with Joshua when Jacoby Brissett was playing, yeah. and they never they mm-hmm. never did it. They never thought about doing it. So it seems like that's just not something Kevin is that interested in doing, but most coaches don't seem, seem to be interested in doing it. And I, I, don't, I don't really exactly know why, but, um, but I would for sure do it. I mean, you know, why not? Why not uh, change it up a little bit and have a package of plays in uh, for Dorian? But he is coming off of a concussion. And we don't even know if he's going to be 100% cleared yet for this game. But if he is cleared uh, and he does have a chance to, you know, to practice a few things, a few little, you know, trick plays, uh, you know, why, why not have something at your disposal that you might turn to in a pinch. And if Sean Payton can do it with Drew Brees, Hall of Famer Drew Brees, just start rolling Taysom Hill out. And they still use Taysom Hill in New Orleans, even with Sean Payton gone. Just roll him out for a few plays. I don't know. There's got to be something for Dorian to do to just change this up. And this also goes back to, you put it on tape, even if Dorian's not your starter, it's something else that now... Who do they play? Chicago. Chicago, their next game. Now Chicago has to spend time on it. Houston has to, they have to take, even if it's an hour out of their week or two, you know, some time out of a meeting when they could be talking about something else. Hey, this is what we have to do when Dorian Thompson Robinson comes in the game. That does matter. I mean, Kevin jokes all the time. He wishes there was more than 24 hours in a day. That's a football coach's feel this time of year. So if you can just take a half hour, an hour, any of that time that they have, they could be preparing for something else. It, it could make a little bit of a difference. Yeah, I'm not opposed to this idea either. And, you know, I just think with the Browns right now and the quarterback situation, they are just in almost unprecedented territory. Like, Mary Kay, it's been, what, three times? This is only the third time in franchise history that they've started four different quarterbacks mm-hmm. in a single season. Like, yeah. this is this is just almost unprecedented. Like I said, I don't know another word for it. I'm sure there's a synonym. It's been a long day. Um, But I do think like you have to get kind of creative at this point, if you're them, because obviously we talk about it all the time. If you had told me that, Hey, going into the Jags game, they're going to be starting Joe Flacco at quarterback. If you had told me that back in, I don't even know, not even August, October, November, early November, I would have been like, this is insanity. What are you talking about? This is just so not the position they thought they'd be in. They thought they'd have Deshaun Watson, that this offense would be humming at this point, that it would finally look the way it was supposed to look. And it's just not the case. And you're without, you're one of the league's best running backs in Nick Chubb. You're without both of your starting tackles right now. Things are not as seamless as you need them to be. And especially you can't have that run game even going the way that you thought it would look in week one. So I'm all for the creativity at this point. Make these teams work to try to figure you out. That's what a good coach does, I think. 
Yeah, and it, it can break things up. I mean, Joe is can be a little bit of a sitting duck back there sometimes. So I don't know if you just got to break something up. I mean, Harrison Bryant is coming in and taking sneaks. So you can't find something for Dorian Thompson Robinson to do if he's not the starter and if he clears protocol. I, I think there is a um, there's a few plays there or a few snaps there for Dorian where he, you know it, it can at least make the defense have to stop and think and figure out, okay, how are we going to deal with this? What do we have to watch for? How does this change what, what we're doing out here? So I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm with Mary Kay on this one. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll hit on a few more topics here today from the Browns as they prepare to face the Jaguars. Back on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, let's actually start with the Jaguars here in the second half. Mary Kay, by the way, I don't know how to say Jaguars. Is it Jaguars? Is it Jaguars? Is it? Well, if you're British, it's Jaguar. Okay. From Mad Men, remember? Oh, yeah. Mad yes. Okay. Jaguar. All right. So there we go. Um, maybe we need some people to help us out with that. <laughs> okay. With, let's say, let's just say Jags. Like, I'm Jags. The Jags. I am not a Jags. Jags. Jaguar. Jaguar guy. I don't like that. Is yeah. It, I don't either. It's Jaguar. Like Jag- Jaguar. Jaguar. Jaguar yeah. or Jags. It's just Jags. say Jags. I don't like Jaguar. Okay. Like, no. Jaguar. Don't, don't do no. that. Okay. Where's, the, where's the wire in there? <laughs> Where is the wire? If you say Jaguar, email Orange and Brown Talk Podcast. Do we even have an email? No. No, maybe we should. I'll create one. Uh, good, good call, Ashley. We'll create an Orange and Brown Talk email. Uh, yeah. Listen at the end. No. Um, by the way, big week for a uh, good place gifts as well. Yeah, big week for Jason week Mendoza for gifts. Yeah. All right, let's talk Trevor Lawrence. I do know how to say that name. Mary Kay, no walking boot that we know of. He didn't wear it to his press conference. Maybe he threw one on when he walked off the podium. I don't know, but he wasn't wearing one when he talked to the media, but he did not practice today. Said he feels better than he expected. I guess here, sitting on Wednesday as we're recording this, is he going to play to you? Like, if you had to guess, do you think Trevor Lawrence plays or do you, Mary Kay just made a face. I put her on the spot. Do you think Trevor Lawrence plays or do you think it's going to be C.J. Beathard? You know what? There is just a part of me that thinks he's going to get out there and play. Me too. I, I mean, it's so hard to believe after what I saw, uh, you know, waking up and falling asleep and waking up and falling asleep, <laughs> watching the game coming off the red eye and seeing that injury. I thought there's no way he's going to play. But for him to stand up there and say he feels so much better than he thought he would, those are them are playing words, right? <laughs> I mean, like, if you're going to be talking like that, then people are going to expect to see you out there. But, you know, I don't know. That could be gamesmanship, too, a little bit. I will say this. Kudos to Trevor Lawrence for taking the boot off. <laughs> I'm not a boot guy. Not a boot guy. I, I, I had to wear one in Seattle all weekend, and I hated it. It right. was awful. And you know what? When you have to get around for certain yeah, things, yeah. and you have to be careful yet to stabilize it. But just in terms of healing, I have done research on this, and I really feel like it's much better to get the blood flowing and move the ankle. And I, I actually think that, you know, that's sort of the newer uh, trend. But anyways, I think, I don't know, if I had to go with my gut right now, I would say he's going to try to get out there and talk about platooning. Why not platoon him and Bethard, right? I mean, why not put him in in crucial situations and maybe let Bethard do certain things, you know? Why not? So, um, I don't know. I just have a feeling they're going to see some of Trevor Lawrence, even though it looked absolutely impossible two days ago. So Mari said something last week in L.A. that was interesting. He said why he plays through injuries. He's, he asks himself, if this were the Super Bowl, would I play? Yeah. And the answer is always yes, right? So 
with Trevor, this isn't the Super Bowl, but it is December, and there are five games left. And if they had a three-game lead in the division, I would maybe think, don't push it. Sit down, right? Take a break. You can afford it. You can you can give away a game or two if you need to. They don't have that wiggle room. They're only a game up on the Texans. I don't know the tiebreakers. Well, I think they have the... It's funny you should say this, okay. dude, because we were on the same train of thought, and I started looking this up through the NFL GSIS website, which is what we use. It has the standings. It has the stats, all that. So right now, Jacksonville is 8-4 and four in the AFC South, and then Indy and Houston are behind them at 7-5. and five. Okay. Indy has the head-to-head versus Houston right now. Division records, Jags are four and one, Indy's three and two, Houston's one and two. So things are all pretty tight right there at the top of the AFC South. And then you have the Titans just hanging out <laughs> at four and eight. And then the conference standings, Jacksonville, right, they are below Kansas City right now, who's at eight and four as well. And yeah, I mean Pittsburgh's at seven and five. The Browns are at seven and five. Indy's at seven and five. Houston's yeah. at seven and five. And Houston is in that eight spot right now. So they are out of the mix currently. Things are so tight right there. It's like you don't, like you said, you don't have that wiggle room. Yeah, and like I'm looking at the AFC East for example. So the Dolphins are up on the Bills by three games. So let's say Tua got dinged up. Would you maybe sit him for a game? Yeah, you could probably think about that. But things are so tight, and Jacksonville could end up in the wild card race. This could be a very important game all of a sudden. So to me, I do wonder, like, is Trevor going to look at this as almost a playoff game? If this were a wild card weekend or divisional weekend or whatever, I'm playing. So is he? Is that sort of how he's thinking about this with the Browns? And I think it's also worth noting that Jags have been kind of an anomaly this season because they have a losing record at home, but they're <laughs> undefeated on the road. They're like 5-0 and on the road. So I think like they've been able to steal some of these road games. So if you're him, like I think I'm, I'm taking that into consideration and how well they've been playing on the road and how important those wins have turned out to be. And it's like, why not try to steal another one here when we have another team that has, you know, worse quarterback injury issues than the ones they are currently having. Um, and a defense that has shown some leaks the last couple of games. If I'm him, I'm thinking about all of that too. Okay. Let's do this. Let's hit some Browns injuries and let's do it this way. Each of us pick one person today on the Browns, uh, Browns injury news related. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about him. Mary Kay go first. Let's go with Amari Cooper. You know, I just really think that Amari Cooper, uh, is so far and away, um, you know, the best receiver they have on this football team, the best option for uh, the deep ball, someone that would really be able to help out Joe Flacco. And, um, you know, I just really think it hurts not to have Amari Cooper out there. So if they can get him back from his concussion, he's in the protocol, he did not practice today, it really hurts not to have him out there. It's the reason why we advocated for DeAndre Hopkins and for a trade at the trade deadline to try to find somebody else in the event Amari goes down. Even though Amari plays hurt, Amari is one of those gamers. He's one of those warriors. But you cannot control the concussion protocol. And if the indie neuros tell you you ain't playing, you're not playing. So, you know, this will be a tough loss if they don't have Amari. Yeah, and... uh this may not mean anything. We did see Amari in the locker room today. He was in there. He's, you know, he was talking to a teammate. They, he seemed to be in pretty good spirits. So maybe he's progressing pretty quickly through that. But you just never know. You 
just can never tell. Sometimes you think a guy, oh, yeah, he's back. He's going to play. And then the next thing you know, he's still in the protocol. So you just don't know. Ashley, what do you have? Uh, I think I'm going to go with the other big one that's sitting out there, which is, uh, I guess, better news because Denzel Ward did return to practice today. He's, of course, missed the last two games with the shoulder injury of his own. He seemed to be in good spirits when we saw him in the locker room. He even said hi to us, which prompted, I know, Mary Kay to ask him if he was going to be back at practice today. And he said yes, and of course he was, and we might get to hear from him on Thursday. It sounded like he'd be you know, willing to talk to us then. So I think that's trending in the right direction because, God, this team, you watch these last two games, this defense, I think his absence is just so undeniable out there. How good he is in space, obviously, that he's one of the best corners in the league this year, that he's one of the most physical players this defense has. They've just, I think, missed him so much and I know these guys talk about their next man up mentality that's great coach and player speak you can't replace Denzel Ward I don't think at this point in the season um quick aside about Denzel this is sort of funny um so Mary Kay you grabbed him and asked him if he was going to practice and then he was like walking out the door and I said hey can I ask you one question about this guy that I'm, I'm working on a story on and he was nice enough to stop in the doorway and answer my question and then I did I do this a lot I did the thing where I said I'm going to sneak in one more and he said, nope, I said one and ran off. Not in a bad way, not like a mean way, but he, I mean, he clearly had to get somewhere, but it was, it was just really funny. But yeah. Uh, Respect, honestly. Yeah. yeah, no, I That's had funny. no, I had no issues with yeah. it. Uh, just a little personality from Denzel there. So we don't, we don't always get to see that side of him. Um, I'm going to bring up Marquise Goodwin. He was back on the practice field. He suffered that concussion against the Cardinals. Is that right? Um, so I think having Marquise back, we've talked, we talked so much about him in the offseason and what he brings. And then of course he had the blood clotting, missed almost all the camp. Um, and that, and now he has had the concussion. It just hasn't worked with Marquise Goodwin for one reason or another. It seemed like him and Deshaun could never quite get on the same page, getting the ball down the field. And I do wonder, put him out there with Joe Flacco and that big arm. Could this sort of be what unlocks, uh, what unlocks Marquise Goodwin? I, I'm just still blown away how Joe Flacco looked. We spent year, the last two years talking about rust and quarterback rust. And I'm just blown away what Joe Flacco did on Sunday against L.A. And I really think there's a chance that with guys like David and Marquise and all this stuff we've been talking about with what's going to unlock these guys, it would just be absolutely insane if Joe Flacco just shows up and does all of those things that we thought could happen this year with, with a little quarterback stability. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's pretty amazing. I think that he will make great strides with just one more week under his belt. I mean, think of everything he had to go through last week to get through that game. He hadn't worn pads. He hadn't taken a hit. He hadn't done anything. He was, like he was saying, you know, usually you go, you know, through some preseason games, you go through OTAs, you know, you, you get a feel for it again. And he's having to just rely on his... 15 years of experience without having any of, you know, the mini camp or the training camp or anything. So I think just having one more week under his belt, one more week of timing with these receivers is going to help him tremendously. And, you know, again, in the big picture, in the grand scheme of things, they need to get three more victories out of these last five games. They need three more victories, and there are absolutely three winnable games left on the schedule. And they, they need Joe to be on point, and they need these receivers to step up, especially if Amari isn't going to play. 
Yeah, Kevin can be as secretive as he wants, but we just spent this whole podcast talking about Joe Flacco being the starting quarterback. It seems like that's where this is going. Okay, that's going to do it for this edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Find us on Instagram, search Orange and Brown Talk. Find us on YouTube, search Cleveland Browns on Cleveland.com. And of course, become a football insider subscriber. Cleveland.com slash Browns, the blue banner at the top of the page for all of that info. For Mary Kay and Ashley, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, everybody. 